side of Hines, played it across. There's the record for CJ Sabong, number 15. It's the speed of Pico. He's in. Score. Fafang for another union. Hello, everyone. This is the Philly Soccer Show. I'm KWW's Greg Orlandini. And this week, we continue our preview of the Philly Union season as we get ready for the home kickoff on March 3rd. And we have Jonathan Tannenwald from philly.com up in the studio with us. So uh, let's get started with that. In studio with us, Jonathan Tannewald, the goalkeeper himself, often imitated, never duplicated from Philly.com. Uh, we're continuing our MLS Union preview, and we may have news to report. May, may, may not. I say that it's nice to be back? It's good to have you back, John, Jonathan, which, whichever you prefer. Um, so we may have news to report, or we may not. We're, this is like I, I Schrodinger's midfielder now. I, I think, think there's news. I I think he's in Clearwater. Okay. Um, um, just so, the fact that there's a, a player associated with signing with the Philadelphia Union is news because it hasn't. There's not been a rumor all offseason. They've. This is the guy they've wanted for a while, from what but, I've been like told. This specific human yes, being, or this this, this, this specific type no, of, this specific okay. human being has been on their radar for a while. Um, for those folks who are listening to this and haven't read my reporting on it yet, the. The union, as all of us and all the listeners know, are always very tight-lipped about their their transfer dealings. They don't like spilling the beans about anything to anybody until the deal is done, which doesn't benefit the three of us in this room, but I think probably benefits them quite a bit because loose lips sink ships and drive up transfer fees, um, at least in theory. But the the player's agent or the the agency Mm -hmm. that represents the player Borech Dochkal, I believe, is how it's pronounced. I'm not a. How, not how, are, you, how are you saying? It? We may go with I'm, Bob. I, the, I don't really know how all of the accents work in Czech, which is a terrible thing to say. But yeah. I don't think it's as simple as Borech Dochkal. Yeah, I think there's something I, I'm going to have to. I was, was going to go with that until someone corrected. There's me. like CHs, probably. I, I confess the sin of not having studied Czech to all of the listenership, and you can. That's you know, well, I'll we'll seek forgiveness. You. Yeah. We'll that'll, make you th- later. that'll make three of us. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I but I, I the so the agency posted on Twitter Tuesday morning. This guy was on his way to Philadelphia to Philadelphia to negotiate a contract with the union, do medical exams, and so on. And that got out probably before the union wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Czech media were all over it. The head of the agency spoke on the record to various Czech media outlets, including on a television camera to one of them. And that, you know, got me making phone calls, and I'm sure various other people making phone calls and so on and so forth. I finally got a hold of the agency, which confirmed in English most of what had been out there in the Czech media, which is that it's probably going to be a one-year loan Mm -hmm. because the Chinese club that this guy played for doesn't want to give him up. Uh, but he wants out. And he's definitely a known quantity. I mean, yes. this guy's got over 20 caps for the Czech national team, played for uh, Spartak Prague. Um, played for Spartak Prague, knows Fafa Pico, I believe, because they crossed paths right. there. 
Uh, Very briefly had, played in one game. Played at the Euros in 2016. Right, played in the Euros. Has you know statistically looks really good. Just watching some highlight reels and you know it's YouTube and whatever. But definitely a guy that has some quality on dead ball, which Union are lacking a bit right now. Yes. Um, a bit. I mean, it's always have another yeah, good, Harris. Yeah, Har- no Harris is good, but it's it's great to have that another option, especially as a, as a right footer. Yeah, it's de- definitely. Um, so he, you know, to, to kind of beat this pun into the ground. He checks all the boxes. Yes, but sign uh, the check is the hashtag so, so, so on many ch- levels on a lot of. Um, so it, it looks like a good deal. It's just, do they can they get the wheels turning enough? Like, yeah, I, who knows? <laughs> uh, is it doesn't seem like it's going to cost any money. So it seems like it might be possible. All right. Which is is there any rumor that the loan is going to cost them? I haven't seen anything. Oh, it's going to it's they're spending money, I think on this. They're not they it might not they're not spending the 9 million dollars that the Chinese club spent to buy the guy from Sparta Prague. But they're willing to, I think they're going to spend some money on this guy and I think they'd like to have him full time and mm-hmm. if had their druthers they probably would that just the Chinese club doesn't want to let him go. And it seems like the Chinese club overpaid for him. Well, he, did, he the move was one of it came all at the same time as all the Chinese clubs were spending money like there was no tomorrow. When Oscar went over there, when Axel Witzel went over there, a few others, mm-hmm. um, Carlos Tevez went over there at the same time. All those guys, and, I th- and it all flamed out because the Chinese government all of a sudden decided they 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 had the epiphany that they could have had much earlier that signing those guys wasn't going to get China the World Cup. And it also feels like on the other end, I know Tevez uh, uh, found. Was sounding out some regrets for going over there and uh, just Chinese football not being what a lot of people thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, what what does it say as a player for for you to go to China? Does that reflect poorly on? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, if 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 somebody you know said, "Hey, Greg, you're going to go podcast about soccer in China," and here's quintuple of what you're making right now. It's it's that's a hard thing to say no to. I mean, it's just it's it's human nature, and and you see that many zeros, maybe thinking about well, the quality of football might not be great, and this and that. It's like this this life changing money that could you know I don't know I can't speak to this guy's family, but you know my my kids are fine for right. my grandkids are fine for a while, you know. If I, and it's and then you get there and you, you have regrets and things change and it sounds like the situation with. His Chinese wife and his kid. And, his wife and his kid. I think would like to not. Be there. Yeah, and I and I think and they aren't they aren't in Beijing or Shanghai either. They're in a lesser right you're, yeah. you're place. Yeah, you know, you're out in the provinces. What, what, what is the name of the team? Uh, Henan Jianyi. Sure. Um, the <laughs> the where, where is that geographically? It's Do we in know? it's in Zhengzhou, uh, which is a province of Henan. I'm looking it up now. Right. It's, okay. That's the thing. You're not. We, we it's maps. in the it's yeah. It's in the middle of the country. It's not. Yeah. You're. you're it's you're, not one of the. It's not. Uh, one of the big cities. That's right. that's yeah. You're out. Part, you, right. you find yourself out in the provinces in China, and you're not in, like you said, Beijing, which is a big international city, or Shanghai, or anything like that. And you're a bit cut off from the world. So I guess you know you and get look, there, you start you know, having regrets. Qatar has thrown lots of money around. Dubai has thrown lots of money around. The Chinese are far from the only entity who's done this. The the yeah. the you know, and in terms of is it a st- yes, it's a step down. Yeah. Was it a Let's say it. Was it a step down for Robbie Keane to come to MLS when he did, et cetera? You know, it, it ain't the first time. Yeah. You know, so. It, but I think, I think if if they can get this deal done, 
he's going to be a good player in MLS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they can't, this is probably the first time I've said this publicly, if they can't, I'm not going to blame the union at first, I don't think. And I'm I'm normally one who's fairly willing to blame the union front office for things. I think I have a fairly long track record of that at this point. But if the Chinese club really throws a fit and the union can't do anything about it, I don't think it's going to – the union are going to be stuck, but I don't think yeah. it's going to be their fault. Well, I mean, it, it, it takes two to tango, obviously. It, you know, it, it sounds like work, kind of working with these Chinese clubs isn't the easiest thing in the world. Um, but, you know, we got to see how this shakes out. And I think there's probably still plenty of blame to go around for the union front office if it doesn't come through because here we are, what, 11 days before the start of the Roughly, season? Roughly, yeah. And you're, you're working on securing your starting number 10 a week that, and a yeah, half. That you can blame them for. A, yes. ha- a week and a half into the, the, the preseason. And not only are you doing that, you're, you're trying to secure a number 10 from China you know, for probably a lot of cash and a complicated deal to kind of pry this guy out from halfway around the road. Yeah, no, you could you can lay that at their feet, but maybe the some of the other mechanics right. you, you don't necessarily if, have if to. If you want to, if you want to blame them for not scouting in South America for the last few years, I think that is no, a, that, I, absolutely I, fair. I, 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 we have done that a number of times I, on the show. Yeah, and if we'd like to re up that right now, I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna right. I, brought be that, in. I brought that up personally to Ernie and earned a very stern rebuke from him, but doesn't change the fact that that's all he really has is stern rebukes. Well, it, it doesn't it hasn't changed the fact that they're not looking there. I mean, they're not obviously. It's they're a lot not of, looking there very well. At least it, I mean, their it, scouting department as a whole yeah. is it is no secret inferior to a lot of other clubs I mean, in MLS. It, uh, and but you look and we always we, you know nothing we beat into the ground. But you look at Atlanta; it's easier for them because they got they got Tata Martino who has right. the you know. Connections, you know, pipeline right now. It seems like you know. Carlos Bocanegra uses his connections. Toronto has lots of scouts, right? You right. know, it, it. I'm sure LAFC is no slouch in the front office. You know, the Red Bull, well, the Red Bulls are different because they have sort of the global organization. Right. But it, it, and, scouting and what, yeah. is one of the frontiers in MLS on which you spend money. Look at the Portland Timbers and how well they've done scouting right. and signing in South America. Do you guys think so. that hiring Ernie Stewart was sort of a uh, a workaround to not having a great scouting department because you ha- you hire a guy from Europe that's had success with younger players at at AZ, um, and I think you've you've seen some of the, the the fruits of that. You know, guys like Roland Alberg, I think, you know, are, are known quantities to Ernie. Right. I think I think that the way I would phrase it is when you hire somebody like Ernie Stewart. You are hiring, in terms of foreign scouting, you are definitely orienting yourself toward Europe. That's for sure. That's fine. And, right. and that's, that, um, that's fine. The question, the question is, does he then, would he then go out and, and hire other scouts? Scout, and I don't mean Chris Albright. I mean scouts <laughs> for the, for, for the, who have the brief of, of scouting South America. We know they expanded their scouting operation in 2017. From whatever it was or wasn't, you would hope if you're a union fan that that is something that they continue to put money into. But obviously, look, obviously the other thing that 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 Stewart was hired to do more than anything else is raise the level of the academy and and get that thing producing players who can play in MLS. And I I do think we are coming to a point now where 
you're able to say you have a top tier of talent that are signed from outside, and then your second tier of talent on this team are coming from the academy, which is the way it should be. Now the question is whether the top tier talent is good enough to get him to the playoffs and put him on a run. I don't think we can answer that question yet. But well, on the whole, I, I got asked this today by, by somebody else. If they sign Dutch Call, is this team good enough to make the playoffs? I think it probably is. Um, I think it's good enough to be competitive for one of the bottom three spots. That's yeah, what I mean by making yeah, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're I, not going to right. They're not going to overtake Toronto or Atlanta, but they're good enough to that, that, for a four, five, or six. Right. That's where they got it. And I said that last year that you know that one, two, three probably not realistic. That four, five, six. That's what you got to target to. And just you know, we kind of I kind of sketched out a depth chart. You know, I don't know how good it was, but and I said, okay, here's your your depth at ten. And if you plug a guy in with these wings that you now have, right. with CJ up top, kind of knocking balls down for these two quick wingers that you have, with the theoretical number ten, whoever that's going to be, your defense. You just need average out of your defense. You don't need great. You don't need world-beating because you have a great goalkeeper. You need average and, out and, of your right. defense. And I think I think that you're going to see a couple things defensively. The most important of which is Alejandro Bedoya with an actual number 10 playing in front of him is going to be freed up to do what he's actually good at, which is run around all over the place and chase down whoever's got the ball mm-hmm. who's – be it Piotti, Valeri, or whoever. Um, he's going to tangle with Lee Wynn on opening night, and that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And he's not going to have to worry about, you know, being the offensive fulcrum too. He's mm-hmm. going to be able to be a Lincoln guy, play it to Harris, play it to Dutch Call if he signs, play it to Pico and Bedoya, and then just go chase. Right. Which And the other thing about that, is, assuming that Medunyanin is going to sit deep, Bedoya is going to run around, your number 10 is going to play up high. I don't think – if Dutch calls science, I don't think he's going to play on opening night. He well, might. I, I, I would be surprised. I mean, he'd have he to like – Where are they in the Chinese season? Has he been that's playing? That's not – not, regardless of that. I'm just curious. Just the I, amount, I have, of, I the no amount of time no with the, to settle no, in I, I agree with, that's probably unlikely. with this team. And then they've got a bye on March 10th. So that gives them some extra days of yeah. practice to get him settled in. They play Columbus at home on March 17th. My hunch is that's when his first – game would be. That's a hunch on my part. Mm-hmm. Nothing more. But, you know, if it lets him start Anthony Fontana on opening night, I have no problem with that. And I think then, the question the, defensively, you've got Bedoya and Medunyanin sitting in front of a back four. I've alluded to this a couple of times in the preseason. I think you want the back four, ideally, to be, and I want to ask Jim Curtin about this when they get back from Clearwater. You want the back four to be Matt Rayal, Austin Trusty, Jack Elliott, Keegan Rosenberry. I'm, I'm. You think Real's ready? <laughs> if he's healthy, yes. I think. I think. I, I more than think that Jim Curtin really wants to play. I personally don't want to go into another year with Fabinho as your, as your starting. I don't. Left back. I, it, Fabinho, Real. I think Real plays if he's healthy. I think that is pretty well understood by the team at this point. Yeah. If he's healthy, is a bit of a question because he took an injury. What a week and a half, two weeks ago, whatever it was. Um. The bigger question is trusting. Yeah, if he's re- if he's ready, he's going to play. I I don't see Richie playing significantly this year. I, he's tumbled so far down the depth chart. Has Josh Arrow tumbled as well? It seems like it for me. 
Yeah. Personally, Personally, Yarrow Yarrow is a Yarrow is somebody who you pl- for me you play based on matchups. If you need a speed guy, he's it. But Trusty can move. I haven't seen enough of Trusty yeah. to, to and tr- and, yeah. Get Trusty's a, got a motor and Trusty can, yeah, and he's got size, which he's got right. on Yarrow. I mean, that's the thing. He's, he's got. not that big, is he? He's taller. He's definitely taller. He's like six three. Yarrow's like Trusty's that big. Well, he's tall. I mean, he's not. I mean, Yarrow's pretty short, but he's taller than Yarrow. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's like Austin six. And Trusty is six three. Yeah, he's six three. So he's he's and, a, and growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I guess yeah. I haven't seen him in a year. Um, you know, that's. I mean, he could probably stand to put on like five pounds of muscle. I, I think that that's probably, yeah, probably. I mean, he's a young guy. He's a young and guy. If he, he, do, if do he does that and he plays, he ain't going to be with the union for very long. Right. Somebody's going to come buy him. Uh, and I, I, and I, if that I, happens, I will say Godspeed. That's what's supposed to happen. I can't, you know, I can't start the year with Fabinho again. He's a good squad player. If you need him for depth, that's fine. If Real's ready, he's ready. Put him out there. Do I love playing a really young defense? No, not really. I still think they need a veteran somewhere back there, preferably in center back, like just a good solid MLS citizen who's a good solid leader type guy to kind of be the linchpin to a younger defense. I, th- I but, think but, you, they, but you, they've been feeding it to us. You know, the future's now. We're playing the kids. We're playing. Get the fine and play him. Right. It, it, this is this is going to be Jim Curtin's shot. Excuse me. To live up to, um, to live up to his promise that he's put out there for a while that he wants to play the kids. This is his shot. I think he's willing to go with a young backline because Elliot and Rosenberry have some experience in MLS now, and they might not be perfect, but they're. This will be Rosenberry's third year in the league. And the question is going to be, is his head on straight? Yeah. Which it was mm-hmm. not last year. And if it is, he's got the talent to play. Now, it could be. Well, it, if, it, he, if he's, if, if Curtin judges that Rosenberry has not got his head on straight yet, Ray Gaddis might be your veteran guy. Yeah. And I, 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 I know, I know, and uh. everybody's going to give me. <laughs> And you're full about the fact that Keegan Rosenberry is the chosen one because he was fantastic as a rookie. Well, it's, that not, it's not means only that. Nothing. It's not me. only that. It's all the contortions they went through to get him. The, you know, the argument they had with the league that he's, you know, he's our player. We should have him. He's a homegrown player. Then, you know, they they drafted him higher than a lot of people projected him. You know, all these things. It's not just the one thing. It's not just. I don't care where he was drafted. I don't care where any of these guys were drafted. No, I understand. Draft is useless. I understand that. But it's the argument that they put into the getting this guy. Then in his second year, all of a sudden your coach doesn't believe in him. It's a two way street with Keegan, and and the, and there were times I, you know, me and Mike talked about it where it kind of went in a, it kind of went in a circle. It's like okay, why isn't Keegan playing? Then you see him play a little bit. Okay, he's struggling. Obviously, then it kind of comes back to it. It's like well, struggling or not, he's your guy. You got to get him. You got to figure out the, a way to get him out there, unless he's. Full of himself in his second year and plateaus or regresses, which is what happened. No, I, and I, I all, all okay, that's true. All those things is true, but I put some of it on the coaching staff and on what happened. You know, it, it's it's the player's responsibility. It's the player's responsibility to to get himself right and be out there. But 
He's a young player. And again, it goes back to, you know, we're, we're going to play the kids. We're going to play young guys. You got to believe in these I, guys, I had too. To, well, you do, but they have to be good enough mentally and physically. And I had I can say this now because Jim Curtin finally said it at the end of last season. I had to bite my tongue for about the last half of the year on some of the stuff I'd heard about Keegan until Jim finally said it. Right. Um, this was not... As I said, this was him needing to get his head on straight and not be beaten in practice more days of the week than he should have been. And yeah, and Jim said that last year, so I feel more comfortable saying it now on the radio than All right. I would have at the time. But right. it was not – if he, I, I, I hope, and I know everybody at the union hopes, that Keegan has grown past that now. Let's hope, and let's hope, you know, it's a clean slate with the camp. So, okay, let's move on from that. Uh, so we're only 10 days away at this point. Well, the season, today is Wednesday the 21st. The domestic season started last night. Right, in, in the icebox between yeah. uh, Toronto and Colorado and Colorado, which, yeah, hey, let's have that international calendar here yeah, in North you know, America. It's funny guys. because it'll probably be 55 in Denver or 62 days from now. That's True. the way it is over there. Um, yeah. So, as we stand today, uh, the guy with all the consonants hasn't signed yet. We're still, it's still a pretty incomplete. Uh, you know, until I get a <laughs> pronouncer, it's, I mean, the one translation I saw is Bob. I might go with Bob for most of the season if we get this guy. Just saying. Um, we went with Harris for a while last year until we got comfortable saying Madunian. I'm, I'm still not 100%. So I, I just enjoy saying <laughs> <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. It does. I uh, can't wait to get him on this year, though. I mean, he's he's yeah. the, he's one of the best. Speaks very good can. English. He does. Oh, it's fantastic. Does. And he's just the Dutch call does too. Yeah, Dutch call. Yes, great. Speaks very good English. Oh, good. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Um, and as as I noted in his in the story I wrote, the agency that reps him also reps Peter Morazic. Right. The Who they just picked up the from Flyers Detroit. For. Yeah. Um, good timing. <laughs> Do both deals at once. Yeah. There you go. So. Just where are we with this team? They're about to break camp if they haven't already. I don't think they have. Um, and I, I said this when they got a calm, and I'll say this now with the, the new guy if they get him. He solves a lot of the problems. He doesn't solve all your problems. I, th- I think if, if Dorskull actually ends up coming in, I, th- I think you could almost look at the offseason as – a bit of a success as you've mm-hmm. you've added two really quality players. You've freed up a bunch of salary cap from from guys that have moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, you've finally addressed the the position of need after a year of not doing so. Um, I think, of course, it's a little late in the game to be doing some of this. Yeah, a long a, history of that. Well, I mean, it's kind of what they For do. Better or worse. I mean, and it's getting worse seemingly. Yeah, uh, later I mean, later. I mean, you you added. Harris, Harris late last year, and he was, came in February first. The, the agency, Dutch Calls Agency, said that the union have been trying to do this for quite some time, and the Chinese club wouldn't budge. Well, it's so well, it's fine, and hopefully this is the guy because if, if if you've been beating your head against this wall for this long, and he comes in, he's not what you thought he was, which has happened to the union. It has happened. Yeah, um, this guy's got a better pedigree than Jay Simpson. I think that's safe well, to say. There you go. And the, and the I was also I was kind of I was text or messaging one of, one of our millions of fans on Facebook actually 
But um, the great thing about a com is for the first time, maybe since uh, Connor Casey and Jack McInerney, you have two scorers on the pitch at the same time, mm-hmm. which I can't remember the last time that's happened. I, well, yes. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Thank Chris, you, <laughs> Chris Pontius can score, but he will. He, he, he always has this thing I where he does really well. I don't know if well. we're calling him a scorer for, no, after last he, season. No, yeah. but that's, he, he, he had a history of this where he would score a bunch of goals for a year and a half and then not score a bunch of goals for a year and a half, and then he got old, and that was that. That was that. Um, um, but I, what I, what I, I alluded to this earlier, what I like most about the roster as it is constructed now, you have a top line of players, Dunyanin, Doya, Akam, Pico, CJ, although I still think they could do better at striker, and I've said that to them a few times over mm-hmm. the years. Um, Bochkal, if he signs. And then you have a bunch of guys from Bethlehem and academy guys who are the depth. That's mm-hmm. the way it should be. I mean, that's the way they've told you it should be. And so it's not, it, but that's the way it should be in a lot of teams in MLS. If, it's, if that's finally kind of what's happening, that that's great. And I said that about a comment. I'll say about Deutschko. Um, you bring these guys in, you're taking pressure off of Fontana. You're taking some pressure off of Najem, although I think Najem might be kind of a put-up-or-shut-up player at this point just because – you know he's 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 young, but he's not. He's a, not that young, is he? He's not a baby. He's not that young. I and think he's probably right. Right. he's so probably he's, the backup ten, which is fine with me. And I, so I th- I think with Najem yeah. Najem you kind of got to put up or shut up with at the, at this point. Um, I think they have him. It's good that they have him. I don't think right. he's the. I think Fontana has a higher ceiling. But that's, uh, probably, probably, but that's you know, and I, I'm I'm fine with all of that if that's kind of the way it happens if you can push yourself into the playoffs by doing this. But look at look at how much depth Toronto has developed out of their academy. I mean, look, obviously they've spent a ton of money on the top-line guys, and they hit one of the all-time home runs but, scouting-wise with yeah, Victor Vasquez. Yeah. And I wrote at the end of last year, and I you know write many times over, that, that Victor Vasquez is the kind of player that every team in MLS ought to be able to sign. High six, low seven-figure salary, and a transfer fee if you have to. But I believe my memory is right. They got him for free because they, yeah, I think so. Bid their time and yeah. his contract in Mexico ran out. So, and he's a fantastic player. But look, look at Montreal has a lot of depth out of there. Cammy, the Red Bulls obviously have a ton of it. Yeah, Dallas has a ton of it. They did not hit the heights last year that a lot of people hoped that they would. The Galaxy have, for some years, surrounded their stars with academy guys and not always use the academy. Excuse me, the academy guys properly, which is right. but they're kind of they're forcing their hand a little bit because they had to, right. You know. But that's the model in MLS. Yeah, and Real Salt Lake had a lot of success with younger guys, academy yes. guys, and um, and they went out and hit a home run with Jefferson Savarino, who's right. the kind of player that I wanted the Union sign. And maybe someday they will. But look, if they, they, the money positions are 10 and 9, maybe 8. Not 8. If, if you, 10 if and you, 9. If you want, 7. <laughs> if you want your 
If, well, if you, if you, if you eight, have the 10 and 9, right, then you can you spend want, money on right, the 8. If you right. Want, but, but, right, in general, if you want the 8 to be your team captain, then you're probably going to go spend some money. Yeah. So. You're, or, or the 8 or the 6, either one. All right. So, but that, but you know, that's, that's, that's just, the way it works in MLS, and the union are now getting there. As we start to wrap up, the one player I'm curious about what you guys think is, uh, is Corey Burke. I think he's a guy that they might have to lean on. Some because he's, and I, I said this kind of half jokingly, but I put him above Simpson because Burks actually scored more than one goal in America. I think he really fits the system yeah. better too. I think yeah. as if in a in a system where you only play with one striker, and everything that we know about Jay Simpson is that he works better with a second striker yeah. up top. As you know, I, I haven't you know the, the sample size of Corey Burke as the number nine for the Union is. Hardly existent, so it's, right. it's hard to I, say. I don't know who the first guy off the bench is going to be. It's be Simpson for me, though. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, he, I think, he I think it's a ma- the I, he doesn't, but I think you play matchups a little bit, and you also see how you see how Pico and Akam really work off CJ. each other, yeah. each no, other, CJ, not yeah. just off CJ. Yeah. Because if and then on if then with Coach Collar Fontana, however, you can put the ball on the deck a little more, right? And it, then it's, it, then Simpson might look. He's probably going to be a bust, but he can at least score more than one goal in his time with the Union. You got to hope potentially. But, and, it, and it sounds. And, yeah. and you have you have Burke as the second or third guy, and you have very quietly. I would not overlook Brandon Allen. Yeah, who's going to be at Bethlehem, but as with Omar Holness, they've sort of backdoored a couple guys with decent mm-hmm. MLS developmental resumes into their USL team that they might be able to sneak into MLS at some point. And, and the other thing, if the Deutsche call thing happens and you have him who can, he can co- go out on the right, you have a guy like a com who's comfortable going in the middle. So you actually have that three, which I've always wanted, where you have guys that can rotate around. Where you don't have just guys kind of staying. I in don't the think. Lane. I don't think Dashiell's going to play on the right. I don't think he's going to play on the right, but I think he's a guy like if Akam wants to go in the middle, he could lean out to the right. He's. I don't think you start him on the right, but you have at least you have guys you can move around the chessboard a little better. I think. I th- yes, I think Bedoya is a little more likely to drift out that way. Right, oh, but yeah, he's he going to have a different season last right. year. Right. But he he's he's he'll tell you that's what yeah. he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and if you and, look at the heat maps, it's right. pretty obvious. He will tell you that that is what he does, and but it's. And it's part of why he matches up so well against Ignacio Piatti because they end up on the same side of the field, go right. at each other. Um, so, go, yes. So I think we'll, we'll wrap it up kind of on that. Um, any other? I, th- I don't think we've solved any problems or answered any of your <laughs> questions, but no. here we are. Um, as, as ever, the start to the season is with all of our hair on fire because you've got not only the the Union season opener on on March third, the day after you got the. U.S. national team at Red Bull Arena, right. and the women's national team. I mean, playing playing France in what's a fairly big game for them. And it's a, uh, I think the starts are important. And now you can't point to your schedule as much. So no. while while we had these three games out west, so or these three games on the road, or two out of three on the road. Now you got two two very w- easy start to the year. Yeah, an easy sure. start and a winnable, you know, winnable games. You, th- you have to home. figure it just has to go better than last year. It, it would almost be impossible the, for it to the, not the, to. Right. The question is, 
They've gotten better, and this has happened before. They've gotten better, but they didn't get more better than the teams in front of them. I think this time around, if this deal goes through, then they've gotten more better than the teams in front of them. There you go. For the first time in a little while. All right. I think we'll uh, wrap it up on that. I'm Uh, no optimist. so No, not at all. Uh, Jonathan, please tell the people where they could find you out there in the world. Uh, I'm going to say something that I have only very rarely said into microphones with KYW labels on them. Yes. Buy an inquirer. I might even be in it. Oh, my God. Okay. Other than that, <laughs> philly.com slash soccer. Right. They still make there you go. Philly.com slash soccer at the goalkeeper and all that. Of course, Mike, you're going to see him all year at uh, Philly Soccer Page. We're getting close, guys. Yeah. Hopefully, we're going to get somebody from the team next week to really do a good uh, preview of what's going on. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. One quick bit of business. I want to thank everybody that put, uh, went on iTunes and gave us uh, ratings, positive and otherwise, but... If, no, I'm uh, not thanking those people. That gave us the negative <laughs> ones. You yeah, can right. thank them if um, if you you know if you haven't done that yet. We really appreciate. It really helps the podcast out. Gives us a, a it's all algorithms and stuff like that. As you know, with this the social media and digital stuff. So if you want to go on there, give us a give us a rating. Give us a five star, one star, whatever you feel like doing. Just go out there and do it. And I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, and we'll catch you next week.